your breath probably freezes on the way out. Right, exactly. You're, if you have a mustache, I would have stuff freeze on it, on my beard. That's because you save food for later. I save food for later? All right. All right, we're going we're gonna to talk today about the church. And when I say the church, I'm referring to the church organization, uh, Rome's church, as well as the uh, body of Messiah. And I'll explain that. When, when Yeshua was resurrected and the book of Acts began and they waited in Jerusalem until they were endued with power from the Ruach and from that point on the body of Messiah was tearing it up. Um, if you look if you look in Acts chapter 4, in the book of Acts chapter 4, in chapter 3, that's when Peter and them came to the gate and the crippled man was there who everybody knew because he did this as a way of life. And they said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name, now the correct name that was used was Yahshua's name, not Jesus, but it, it says in this Hebraic Bible that through the authority and the power of the name of Yeshua, rise up, and walk. And then verse 16 says that his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. So the early body of believers were tearing up, and when I mean tearing it up, they were, remember the commandments that Yahshua gave the disciples. You can read in Matthew 10, verses 1 through 8. Uh, you can read Mark 16, um, when in verse 15 through 20, when he said to heal the sick, cast out demons, uh, um, preach the Torah, so on and so forth. So raise the dead, uh, cleanse the lepers. So the early believers in the book of Acts, and they were tearing up their community by submitting to Yahweh's laws and commandments, by preaching the Torah, and by obeying the commandments of the Messiah, which I just reiterated what they were. And so in Acts chapter 4, verse 17, um, the religious leaders of that day grabbed hold of them and said, but that it may not spread abroad further to the people, let us threaten them with a threat that they no longer speak on this name to any sons of men. 
And calling them, they ordered them or mandated or commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Yahshua. Now, if you look in Acts chapter 19, in Acts 19 verses 19 through 20, it says that many magicians which were involved in witchcraft, bringing together the books, burned them before them all. So as they preached the gospel to this city, that those that were involved in paganism brought all their material and burned them. And it says, and they counted the price of them and found it to be about 50,000 pieces of silver. And thus, with great power, was the faith of Elohim strengthened and increased. Other version says, with great power gave increase. Uh, let me just look up this other version real quick. Um, It says, so mightily grew the word of Yahweh and prevailed. Prevailed means to conquer or overcome. So, mightily grew the Torah. So they were preaching the Torah and according to Mark 16.20, signs, wonders, and miracles followed as they preached the Torah, as they preached and lived and introduced many pagans or Gentiles or people that were classified as unbelievers, as they introduced them to Yahweh, to salvation through Yeshua, and then as they received salvation through Yahshua, or Yahshua, they were then introduced to following Yahweh and His laws and commandments. So, you can also read in Acts 16, verses 16 through the, through the end of the chapter, how Paul addressed a woman that had a spirit of divination and this demonic spirit actually controlled the territory in Ephesus where they lived. And it says when you read the context of it, it says that they lost how they made their living because they made and sold idols concerning Diana and Jupiter, they, you know, they made their living off of that stuff, off of pagan idols, pagan um, witchcraft 
things people would buy, you know, like if you go into a uh, tourist store, you always see sun catchers, mermaids, mermaids you will see uh, dolphins. dolphins, all kinds of other things that most people do not understand the connection between those things which are pagan that they are idols and they're going to open themselves up to demonic spirits and allow those demonic spirits and their curses to come into their life. So Satan and Baal, or Satan or Baal, same thing, had to penetrate the, the body of Messiah the way... Um, and quote-unquote the church with his sun god traditions in order to uh, water down their message in order to bring a mixture of paganism with was to make them ineffective and powerless. In Mark chapter 3, now I don't like this Hebraic Bible the way they did Mark chapter 3 verse 25. Um, well, it's okay. But uh, Mark 3 and 25 um, this is when they were blaming that Yeshua was casting out demons by Satan. And he said, if a house is divided against itself, that house is not able to stand. And so, Satan, Hasatan, Baal, Lord, Gad, God, whatever name or title you want to give him, Gadzareel, um, he knew that if he could bring a compromise into the Torah-minded, Sabbath-keeping believers, he then could render them ineffective and powerless because at this time they were tearing up whatever community they went to they were effectively causing people to renounce and to repent of and to come out of paganism. To come out of sun, God, worship, and their traditions. Now, today, being 1-1 of 22, is a day that the world and those that Hasatan has been able to penetrate their belief structures to get them to celebrate and to mix um, paganism belief system 
those people and those churches, those ministries, and I realize that many of them have never had this type of information. Just like we were before we came to Torah. We were never taught this. We were never given any instruction out of Yah's laws and commandments concerning it. In the, the 40 plus years, I don't ever remember a pastor, a prophet, an apostle, an evangelist, a teacher, ever teach on anything concerning this. And the reason, and the reason they didn't is because they were under, now they thought they were serving the Messiah, but the one pulling their strings was not the Hebraic Messiah, but the false name Messiah. So the false name Messiah is not going to tell them to teach on the things that are biblically accurate. So when you ingest, when you celebrate or participate in your Christmases, your New Year celebrations, um, Halloween, um, Easter, Valentine's Day, um, so on and so forth, and other things, you are participating in Romans, sun, god, pagan, worship, system. And so, January is a month named after an idol called Janus, J-A-N-U-S, and this idol was introduced by Rome in the year 153. And the Part of that, and then we know that Constantine in around the middle of the 3rd century issued a decree, a law, a commandment that commanded everything Hebraic had to come to an end. If anybody was caught keeping the Sabbath, if anybody was caught practicing Hebraic things, they were sentenced to death. And so he issued a mandate, and I use that word specifically, he issued a mandate, a law, a, a command that, and if you Google this, you will see this is a quote, that that on Sunday, on the first day of the week, um, tradespeople and agricultural workers were commanded, he instituted a law that that was their day of rest. And that, and this is the quote, he said, they are to keep the day of the unconquerable sun, S-U-N. 
So if you Google how um, Sunday started, it will tell you this, that Constantine commanded it to be a day focused on the unconquerable sun, sun god worship. So Satan and Baal, or Satan, Baal, whatever, he began to penetrate and infiltrate the spiritual body of Messiah to get them and the church world to get them to accept and to receive, even if it's just a little compromise of sun god paganism. Whether it's Halloween celebrations, whether it's Christmas celebrations, whether it's New Year's celebrations, whatever. Now, the early believers did not participate in any of this. Um, so, I realize or it came to me this morning, a greater understanding that many people that we know, many people that we're trying to reach, and like this past, like probably from the middle of November to today, um, people that are on Facebook, people that are on social uh, website, media, they have been very effective in flooding the market, so to speak, with testimonies, teachings concerning paganism, concerning holidays and how they are pagan sun god worship. And they have been, you know, the market's been flooded. Now, it's time to give people and Yahweh's spirit time for repentance. Now, in, um, in Mark chapter 7, let's turn there. The thing with me is it is my desire Just keep going or we'll lose them. Yeah. Just oh, it's them. no, it's your mom. Oh. Um it is my desire to Sorry. help people receive the information and the enlightenment which comes from the information, if their heart is really concerning the Messiah, to learn the things concerning paganism and participating in and being involved in the practice of sun worship.
Because many, just like we were, we were never taught. They were never taught. When we share with them, they think we're a flake. They think we're nuts. But if they would just research the scriptures, but many of them don't. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is they truly do love their tradition more than they love right. their creator. But sometimes it is fear because, like I said, I don't even walk into it. Exactly. It, it, sometimes it is fear that you have to remember that, you know, we were told, if anybody te tries to teach you anything other than what we're telling you, if you know, and, and that's not that I was a very good Christian or anything like that at all, by any means, but those are things you hear from when you're a kid. You know, if anything that you try to teach somebody, they're afraid that you're going to try to steer them away from what they've been taught. Because they're not getting really into the word themselves. Mm -hmm. Alright, so, in Matthew 7, verse 7, it says, and this is the Messiah speaking, verse 6, oh, let's start in verse, uh, uh, verse 5. Then the Pharisees, scribes, questioned him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders? Now, these were the spiritual leaders. They were not concerned whether or not Yahshua and the disciples were walking according to the commandments. They were concerned whether they were walking according to the tradition of the elders or according to the oral commandments. But they eat, they eat bread with unwashed hands which there is nothing in Torah that says that you should um, eat or wash your hands before you eat. Now, that's common sense, but nonetheless. And answering, he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy concerning you, hypocrites? As it has been written, This people honors me with the lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain... They worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men, for forsaking the commandment of Yahweh. You hold the tradition of men, washing of utensils and cups, and many other such things you do. And he said to them, Well, do you set aside the commandment of Yahweh so that you may establish your own tradition? One day I was sharing with someone and they told me not to tell them anything concerning Christmas being a pagan holiday. They said that was their favorite holiday and they did not want to hear anything, even if it was from the Scripture. And see, and that's the way most people are. They don't want to hear about the commandments of Yah because they know then that they will have to make a decision and that will expose that they love 
their traditions of men more than they love the commandments of Yahweh. When in actuality, they made their decision already. Right, exactly. And in verse 7 it says that Yahshua said that they worship him in vain. Yahshua was telling the Pharisees and the scribes that their worship was producing nothing, mm -hmm. was not accepted by Yahweh himself. Yahweh commanded in Jeremiah 10 and in Deuteronomy 12 not to learn the way of the nations or not to learn the pagan customs. Now that is very clear. There's no way you can get around that. And what the church has done is they have slowly accepted all the ways of paganism and sun god worship. They call them holidays. And just as Yahshua said to the Pharisees and the scribes, he's saying to them that their worship is in vain because they are teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. They are teaching as a, as a doctrine that Jesus is the Messiah's name and that's a commandment of men. Mm -hmm. Jesus was not born to a Torah-minded family called Yosef and Mary. Yahshua was. And when you use the name Jesus and you refuse and you reject that his name was Hebraic, you are then refusing and rejecting his salvation and you are also rejecting Yahweh. And it's like Yah is giving people mercy right now. He's letting them hear and see the truth. He's giving them time to repent because nobody gets it overnight. He's looking to see how they will respond. And most of the time, people reject it. Now, and this was Satan's plan, was to infiltrate and penetrate, quote-unquote, the believing community, the church world, the body of Messiah, the assemblies, to get them to accept even a little compromise so that Satan can then now make them powerless and ineffective. And you look at today's world with all the knowledge we have, you know, it, we are pretty powerless concerning a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Where, in fact, we should be conquering them, you know, one thing right after another, just kind of like a baseball player 
when a pitcher hits him the ball and he knocks it out of the park for a home run. When Satan throws something at us, we whack it, destroy it at the very roots, and it's over. But that's not the testimony that we have yet. Um, so, um, Satan has been orchestrating and working in people's lives to get them and to keep them accepting every form of paganism say that word that thing goes off anyways when we ignore and reject Yahweh's commandments and keep accepting and living our lifestyle, even if it's just a little bit, with the world's pagan sun god holidays, your actions are saying Baal is your Messiah. When you renounce, when you when you see that you have been duped into believing certain holidays were biblical and you renounce them, you turn away from them, you don't participate in them, you also are testifying that Yahweh and Yahshua is your Messiah. Now, many have never been taught these things, and that is why so many in the Hebraic family, you know, when it comes, you know, a season, they begin to flood the social media with teachings and scriptures and YouTube videos and other things revealing that these pagan holidays are not of Yahweh because there are so many people in Roman Christian religion that have never heard it and, you know, even if you had asked me five years ago if anything about pagan sun god worship, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had a clue what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If you would have said to me back then, you know, by you going to church on Sunday, you are worshiping the unconquerable sun, I would have had no clue what you were talking about because I thought, just like many people today, they think that they are doing things biblically. And they may be able to pull one or two scriptures out of context, 
And it wasn't until I came to Torah that when I read those scriptures in Hebraic context, that I saw that they meant something totally different. For example, if you read Colossians 2, um, here, let's just turn there. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, this is why I think I like Yahweh's restoration ministry, they kept the same order. Okay, in Colossians chapter 2, it says, verse 8, Watch that there be no one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. Okay, and then if you just keep reading, um, I just want <clears throat> to, then when it gets to verse 14, it says in verse 13, it says you were once dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has granted to live with him, having forgiven all your sins. And by his mandates, he canceled the legal contract of our sins, which existed against us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the stake. So everybody, we were taught that, you know, it doesn't matter whether you sin or not, it was nailed to the tree. And then it says, therefore, do not let anyone judge among you about eating or drinking or how in you keep the feast day or the new moon or the Sabbath day. So in other words, it basically what was taught was that you don't need to keep the Sabbath, the feast days, the new moon, and no one should judge you if you do not keep them, because they were nailed to the stake. That's what was taught. But when you read it in context, it is encouraging you to keep the feast and to keep the Sabbath and to keep the new moon. And that no one should judge you for keeping them. But what was taught was that we don't need to keep them. And, you know, when, it, when you read things from a Hebraic perspective, you see that much of what we have been taught has been the opposite of what the Torah and Yahweh and Yahshua and Yah's Spirit intended when he communicated on Scripture or in Scripture what he was trying to communicate. Paul there 
was ministering, and if you read the whole chapter, he was ministering to people that just came to Torah out of paganism. And he was encouraging them to keep the Sabbath, to learn about the Sabbath, to keep the feasts and to learn about the feasts, to keep the new moon and to learn about the new moon. And that these philosophies, these pagan traditions, is part of what was nailed to the stake, as well as your and my sin. And we were not to let people condemn us, judge us, for keeping the Sabbath, or for any other thing that is biblical. And so many of Yah's body has not been taught concerning sun god worship, sun god holidays. They have not been taught about Christmas, they have bought into a fantasy of what Rome and Christianity says Christmas is all about. And it's not. The Christmas season, when you research it, is totally about the worship of Baal, totally about his son Tammuz, totally about paganism and every, every demon idol that all these other nations, um, the birth of their, of their sun gods is on December 25th. And, but people have never been taught these things. The same way with Easter, same way with New Year's, we are not to be involved in it. You should do research sometime on fireworks. That when fireworks, whether it's the 4th of July or whether it's on uh, New Year's Eve, they, it's a celebration, a honor towards sun gods. You know, we think, oh, it just looks cool. You know, it's just, you know, representing in July 4th, representing, you know, the military, whatever, shooting off of things. But it represents much more than that. So if you keep Christmas and prayerfully people listening to this will hear this, but if you keep Christmas, New Year's, Easter, that is proof you have received and are following pagan sun god traditions. Now remember, the scripture says, Yahshua said, by their fruits you will know them. Correct? Mm -hmm. So if you say that you believe in the creator of this world, 
you believe in the same mighty one that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob believed in, who was Yahweh, and you believe in the Messiah that he sent to redeem mankind, who he gave a Hebrew name, born of Hebrew parents, who kept Hebrew Torah, who kept the feast, kept the Sabbath, then if you keep pagan sun god holidays, that is evidence, even if it's evidence because of a lack of knowledge, and for most, it's because of a lack of knowledge, a lack of teaching, a lack of understanding, but it is still evidence that you are involved in, to a certain degree, of sun god, pagan, Roman worship. And the scripture says, in 2 Corinthians 6, that we need to come out from among them and be separate. And then it says that Yahweh will be a father unto you, and you will be his son or daughter. And the book of Revelation says to come out from among them. So when you are involved in keeping these holidays, even if you don't realize it, or even if you've never had much teaching on the subject, which much of the church world has had little knowledge of how they are involved in sun god worship, because even if you've had little knowledge or no knowledge of it, you are still involved in sun god worship in honoring the sun gods who the whole, the bible says the whole world worshiped except for israel mm -hmm. so if you are keeping these holidays then you are involved in sun god worship because the only one that is not involved in sun god worship, according to the scriptures, was Israel. Now even Israel got involved in sun god worship. They kept coming in and out of it, in and out of it, in and out of it. And Yahweh's looking for people that are going to be set apart and say, I'm going to have nothing to do with this. Now Satan has tried to and has successfully penetrated and infiltrated the church world with so much paganism that when they see the and hear about Yah's laws and commandments, they think it's a false gospel. They think it's wrong. And like Yenny said, maybe they're afraid to embrace it because they heard all their life that anything outside of what they've been taught 
is going to take them to hell or is wrong. When in fact, the opposite is what's true. And so, Yahweh is revealing this truth. And it's up to you, the listener, to accept it. It's up to you to accept whether or not you're going to receive Yahweh's laws and commandments. He said his feast days are forever. He said his Sabbath started in Genesis and runs all the way through Revelation. The scripture, the prophet Isaiah said that in the millennium, we will be keeping the Sabbath and the feast days. I believe that's either Isaiah 65 or 66. So, you are being presented with information that when you, if you research it out, and see, that's the thing, like Diane said, most people don't even research it out. They just judge what you say to them by the, the doctrine and the commandments of men that they have been taught. And because it doesn't line up, and even with quote-unquote Jewish people, because it doesn't line up with some of their doctrines, they reject it. They shut it down. But the good news is if you just keep praying, Yah's word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish wherein he sent it. And we just keep praying that they more they see the testimony in your life, the more they research the scriptures or Maybe one day they're reading something and they see something that you refer to and they saw it always a different way and now they see it the way it was written and the way you shared it. So do you accept and welcome Yah's commandments? Or do you accept and welcome the traditions of sun gods. And the bottom line of this teaching is that Satan has infiltrated and penetrated quote-unquote the church world with many traditions and doctrines that are rooted in pagan, Roman, Sun God worship. Now, here's just a couple things I'll share with you as we end this uh, concerning the idol Janus, J-A-N-U-S, which is what the month of January was named after. You just look at the calendar. The calendar that we have today is not the biblical calendar, but it's a calendar after sun gods. Every single month is named after a sun god. Every holiday, except maybe Memorial Day 
and Labor Day, but the majority of the holidays that are celebrated in the United States are after sun gods. There is not one holiday that is worldwide celebrated that is biblical or that is a feast of Yahweh. Not one. They might try to say Easter, but they call it Easter when it's technically Passover and the feast of first fruits. So, here's some interesting nuggets. New Year's began in ancient Babylonia in Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. It was a pagan custom of ancient sun worship 2,000 years before Messiah. So they celebrated New Year's 2,000 years before Messiah. This is not a United States or American or a West thing. This was rooted in Babylon. New Year's is one of the oldest custom and pagan traditions that man holds to even though Yahweh said not to learn the way of the heathen. Christmas began over 4,000 years ago as well in Mesopotamia. It just wasn't called Christmas. It was in honor of the sun gods. Now Janus was the pagan Roman God of beginnings and endings of gates and doors. It was, it was also, and the, the New Year's celebration, New Year's Eve, is also part of the celebration of Saturnalia. It didn't just end on December 25th. It says that Janus was a two-faced idol. Now think about this. Now part of that, whenever you see a picture of Janus, it has two faces going in the opposite direction. There's two lines of thought. One is it says it sees the future and sees the past. Okay, that's one line of thought. Another line of thought, you know that term, you're two-faced? That means you say one thing in front of one people and another in front of another. Think of our, our politicians. They're all two-faced. They all say that they're Christian. They all say they believe in the Messiah. But not one of them actually does or lives it. Not one of them that I know of stands upright and says, we're going to celebrate this feast. We're going to honor Yahweh. We're going to honor Yahshua. They all say that they're, they're Christians. And I, the next thing out of their mouth comes F-bombs and SOBs and they're losing their temper. Well, you know, not that a believer can't get angry. But nonetheless, all right, here's another, another thing about New Year's celebrations. It's flooded with drunkenness and fornication. When you participate 
in New Year's festivals, you are participating in the pagan worship of Janus. Now, the biblical New Year, see, January and February did not exist for a period of time. We, we only had 10 months a year. So, and technically, biblically, every one of us is a whole lot older than we think. And I've come up with a, a how to figure out actually how old you are. And, but, so I don't, so I don't discourage anybody. I don't want to. It's not edificational. Go on, go on. All right. But in Exodus 12, verse 2, Yahweh tells us what month is the beginning of months. And that's Abib, A-B-I-B, which would be like the end of March, beginning of February, depending on certain things. So, many in the church have been infiltrated with paganism and they don't understand it because they've never been taught it. But nonetheless, we need to continue flooding the market in witnessing, in testifying, whether it's social media, whether it's out in the grocery store, people you work with, friends, family, concerning what is part of sun god worship and what is not. And to be as loving and as polite as possible, not condemning them, because remember, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to him. And also, it wasn't too long ago that we were in their same, the same boat and we had the same belief structures that they had. And Yah opened our eyes some way, somehow, some shape, fashion, or form. He brought revelation knowledge and understanding to us. And when we saw it, we thought, oh my goodness. You know, when I saw about how many times they removed Yahweh's name from Scripture and how they changed the Sabbath, but they never changed Baal or Satan's name when they translated it. They translated it accurately, but they did not translate Yahweh's name. So Father, we just thank You for this Word. We thank You for Your, your Scriptures. And Father, we pray, and as we said, this is not meant to condemn anybody that's in the church. This is not to put anybody down, but this is to bring enlightenment and revelation to them concerning just how much paganism is in our society and life. And we cannot control the amount of paganism on the outside. That's you. But we can control and eliminate 
paganism, sun-god participation in our life, in our homes, by not participating in the things that you, Father, say are pagan. So first of all, Father, we ask you to forgive us of any involvement in paganism. We also ask you to release us of any judgments or plagues or curses that may have come upon our life because of it. And we pray for those that are deceived in how Satan has deceived them in celebrating pagan holidays and how they've been deceived into thinking they could Christianize those same holidays that you call abominations, that you say we are not to learn those ways. So Father, we worship you, we praise you, and we bless you. And Father, we exalt you, we thank you, and we just cover each other with the blood of Yeshua. And Father, we just pray over our tithes and offerings. Yes. We worship you with our giving. We thank you, Father, for your increase. We thank you, Father, for rebuking the devourer. We thank you, Father, for making a way for us financially where there seems to be no way. That you are our good shepherd. And because of you, we lack for nothing. We give unto the work of your ministry, uh, desiring to reach more people with your Torah, with your foundation, with your truth, and to see them set free. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you that you said give and it shall be given. So we consider you and judge you faithful that it is now given unto us in large quantities and running over. Hallelujah. And Father, those that are in need, we pray that you would supply their need. Yes. And if you desire us to give to them, lead them across our path. Yes, yeah. And Yah, we bless you, honor you, and worship you in the power of your name. Amen.